Hello and welcome to the FT Advisor podcast, the new weekly podcast series brought to you by ftadvisor.com. Each week we'll be joined by a guest from the industry to discuss the week in news and some of the most pressing issues affecting advisors. I'm David Thorpe, investment reporter at FT Advisor and financial advisor. Joining me today to discuss the outlook for global markets is Karen Ward, chief market strategist for EMEA at JP Morgan Asset Management since 2017. And prior to that, Karen was chair of the Treasury's Council of Economic Advisors. Welcome, Karen, and thanks for joining us to discuss the outlook for global markets. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, after almost a decade where financial markets went up broadly in line with each other, many advisors uh, had a rare experience uh, where they spent the run-up to Christmas having to tell clients they lost money for the year. What was the biggest cause of the downturn in the final quarter of 2018? Well, I think there's two things that went wrong in particular. The first is the trade at war, if you like, between the US and China really escalated from around the summer. So what started as a skirmish early in the year clearly became a much broader contention from the US with regards to quite a spectrum of issues about Chinese policy. So not just a question of whether Chinese tariffs were fair or intellectual property was fair, but actually delving into questions about whether the Chinese state-led subsidies towards its tech sector were also appropriate. And that's, that's quite a deep ask of the US with regards to Chinese policy. So I think investors became increasingly pessimistic about any ability to find common ground. And not only that, we were seeing the damage of that trade war was very clear, not just in the Chinese economy, but was being felt much further afield. So if we think about European markets um, or the European economy, Germany in particular, actually the downturn in Germany has been almost as steep as we've seen in China. So I think the trade war was one element of the story. The other component was the Federal Reserve, because... Whilst the rest of the world was turning down, the US economy was still looking pretty strong and the Federal Reserve seemed intent on continuing to raise interest rates. So if you like, for global markets, we had this concern of the global economy slowing, but the US still continuing to tighten global policy. And it was the combination of those two that I think led to the sharp sell-off in Q4. And yet 2019 has so far reverted to type with risk assets performing well and most markets firmly in the black. What has changed? Well, it's really those two aspects, again, trade and the Fed. So first of all, following the G20 meeting, President Xi and President Trump returned to the negotiating table. Now, they haven't found a broad-based compromise, but they've found enough scope for agreement to at least delay any further increase in tariffs. So that has somewhat calmed market nerves about the trade war. Um, but probably more importantly than that, we've seen a dramatic change of tone from the Federal Reserve. The Fed have gone from talking about quite how far into restrictive territory they needed to move um, when they met in October to now they are focusing on the word patient, not needing to raise rates at all any further, and in fact, not needing to cut the size of its balance sheet, so not needing to pursue quantitative tightening um, as aggressively had it previously um, planned. And we, we know the markets love liquidity, they love this quantitative easing. And I would say it's really that tailwind that's coming from a very dovish Fed right now um, that's pushing all asset markets up. 
While the outlook for monetary policy has shifted somewhat, many of the uncertainties that dogged 2018 remain. What do you think is the biggest risk faced by investors in the year ahead? Well, the first is this issue of trade and whether there really can be a broad-based compromise. As I say, I think it's worth remembering there are three areas of contention. One is tariffs, one is intellectual property. But the third is essentially who is going to be allowed to dominate global tech. Um, And on that, I just don't think there are grounds for compromise. I think the Chinese... Their position is that, you know, we need to subsidise our tech sector. It's all part of our industrial strategy to make sure our economy continues to emerge and move out of low value added manufacturing. So I really don't see that they will in large part budge on that aspect. So um, whilst I think it's not really in the president's interest to ramp up the escalation, I think we will continue to see deadlines being pushed out. And we also don't know whether the US are going to um, return their focus towards US um, European autos, uh, which could have a, a damaging impact on, on the European economy. So I think the the big risk in my mind is that perhaps the market has become a little too optimistic on the outlook for the trade war. And then the other area, of course, is um, European politics, some of which is pretty close to home with the Brexit risk. But um, aside from that, what's happening in Italy is still relatively precarious politically. Uh, And we have the European Parliament elections in May, which are likely to show that populism, Euroscepticism is still fairly rife. And that is also, you know, damaging business sentiment. There has been a Brexit-shaped cloud lurking over most UK assets since the referendum. As we approach the putative exit date, what do you feel is the outlook for our domestic market? Well, as you say, we're we're bombarded with headlines and news on a daily basis. Um, I've always just maintained focus on the fact that within UK Parliament, there are roughly 100 members um, who are behind... uh, us ending with a no deal scenario. Um, But that's in a 650 strong um, parliament. So given they are a relatively small minority, the only question really in my mind was how parliament would take control of the process and not lead to uh, a, a no deal scenario. And that's what we are continuing to see news on that process of how the government takes control. So I've always ad- advocated in markets that um, there is not this majority support for no deal. We will end up with something that's um, relatively soft in terms of um, something that supports the ongoing trade links between the EU. Uh, and it's a matter of time before we get there, but of course, volatility along the way. So I think the main upside most clearly comes through sterling. That's where I think the biggest Brexit risk premium is. Um, It would support, when we do see a deal, uh, it would support the domestic stocks. Um, Higher sterling, of course, will damage repatriated earnings for the larger, um, the larger international FTSE 100. Um, so we may not see you know some such upside f- for those larger stocks but i think certainly for sterling the, the direction on resolution of the the brexit deal will be for it to rise a little further from here on a completely different topic fund sales data show that emerging market products were big sellers with investors in the final months of 2018 despite uh, performance uh, of those assets being being uh, a little choppier but do you think the tide is turning and the outlook is changing for emerging markets as an asset class in 2019 well it comes back to these uh, points we've made at the start here david that um 
the news is uh, at least a de-escalation on trade. That's helpful for China. We're also seeing fairly sizable Chinese stimulus coming through now. Um, I do think it's worth remembering that the Chinese economy slowed last year, not just because of the trade war, but actually because they had gone through a significant tightening of policy and in some ways was actually undergoing a mini credit crunch domestically. So now that we have China back off the brake and on the accelerator, that's going to help the Chinese economy and that should spread at least to some degree to neighbouring countries. We're also seeing some more positive developments in Latin America. So the new president, Bolsonaro, is very reform-minded, has some big um, pension reforms that should improve the fiscal position, which is really the Achilles heel of the Brazilian economy. So that's supporting the Latin American region. But also the role of the Fed and the dollar can't be underestimated here. So that pivot towards a much more dovish stance from the Federal Reserve should put downward pressure on the dollar through time. And that is, of course, helpful to the emerging markets. And one of the reasons the emerging markets underperformed last year was the strength of the uh, the strength of the dollar last year. And so, as we move towards a weaker dollar environment, I think our investors are um, are positioning for that story of China stimulus, um, at least not an escalating trade war, but also um, Fed policy and a weaker dollar. Thank you, Karen. It's been great to have you on the podcast with us today. Do join us. At the same time, next week for another FT Advisor podcast. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.